You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop today. We're discussing Vanderbilt choosing Auburn as their homecoming game. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. War Report morning drop. We are here. Mike G in the place to be with your boy Ike Jones. Vanderbilt got a little reckless, man. We'll talk about that in, <laughs> in, in a second, you know. But uh, oh, let's, let's let's begin today's morning drop with discussing the big news that everybody's kind of waiting on today. Riddick, the Marcus Riddick is going to be making his decision today, and a yeah. lot of Auburn fans are buzzing about this. Uh, 4 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, is the announcement time. That's so right. if you guys want to set your clocks around that, I don't know. I saw somebody online say that um, that Auburn fans were going to roll Tumor's Corner if they chose him today. Like, they're just making make it. What, what is it about Auburn fans being happy that other fan bases just hate yeah. so Look, at the end of the day, the way recruiting has gone, Isaac, the last four years, this is absolutely something you celebrate. Now I don't know. There's about nothing rolling, wrong with celebrating a bit, uh, celebrating yeah. a big group, especially, like, especially if you're not used to getting four or five stars like this all the time, and then flipping one from Saban. You know what have we talked about? We talked about that Q Freeze had to do repeatedly, right? This kid is from uh, 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 Chilton County, mm-hmm. and. He is the fifth-ranked player in the state of Alabama, 46 nationally. These are the kids that Hugh Freeze has to take back from Saban if he wants to compete yearly, year in and year out. We said it. You got to start winning the state. I don't know why you wouldn't celebrate after losing the state for well over a decade. You know, getting some wins. I, I I don't get it. That's weird energy coming from the the the. I take my coach, my my national championship winning coach for granted fan base. But uh, and they're, being, they're being goofy about it, too, man. We're like, you know, uh, every time a player decides that they don't want to attend that school, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that player wasn't that good anyway. Or I, I saw this one guy was saying that five stars are where uh, Auburn is where five stars go to die. Hey, right? listen, like, that's not on truth. I'm not I'm not mad at the, the truth of that. Right. Like it's it's been a thing in history that Auburn has not traditionally been good for five stars. But um. Basically trying to tell this this young man, if you go there, you're guaranteed to not do well. Right. Right. Which is is crazy. There's no basis for that under a new coaching staff. Right. Like, yeah, because yeah. listen, we've we've noted multiple times evaluation of talent has been an issue at Auburn. Right. For sure. You can't just go chase the stars. You got to make sure that that person fits within your locker room, your system, your whatever, and not just say, well, you're a five star Here's, you know, in this new age of NIL, here's the bag. Come play for us. They got to fit. But if our evaluation is off on Riddick, so was yours. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, because you wanted this kid. You wanted him. Right. There's no way you're telling me the fifth-ranked player, 46 nationally, wasn't high on the list. I I mean, it was high. So, um, this is... Him committing today would be a coup. Now, obviously, you know, I don't want to sound like we're jumping the gun because he still has to commit. 
But right, correct. Yeah. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, just that we're talking about this to me, because this is year one. This is all Hugh Freeze trying to do all this without any on-field proof of concept. This is just him in his bag saying, Come here, we need you. I'm Hugh Freeze. I can get you to the league. This we're gonna be good. And at least he can go back and say, the dude who wants you to come, I beat him twice. Right. It's not as if you come here, we ain't gonna have the sauce to beat him. Twice I had the sauce to beat him. So he's yeah. got I mean, Hugh Freeze has got some things in his bag, Isaac, that I think, you know, really he could, you know, if you sell it right, if you package it right, if you message it right, you can start to sway the minds of recruits. Right. Now, you and I have taken a bunch of heat over the last, you know, month or two about talking about messaging. Correct. Now, yeah. now, why messaging matters? What's the message to your current players? What's the message to, you know, uh, recruits coming in? And Hugh Freeze has talked about that messaging himself. He, in at Media Days uh, and in recent interviews, has talked about like, hey, man, like right now we're, le- we're leading on playing time. We're telling kids come here. They right. can play. Because we haven't been able to do anything on the field yet. I haven't coached a lot of these players. What's he going to say about quarterback? You got a QB in your room right now. You haven't coached it down. Right. And everybody's projecting that's the guy that's going to start. So it's not because of you. That's because of him. You know, Hugh Freeze has got to go out and he's got to start to build this. Now, what did he say? He said, if we are not in the top seven in recruiting by year three, everybody here is going to be looking for a job. And for as much buyout money as Auburn is paying former coaches, yeah, this is a win. Because the last yeah. coach primarily got fired because of lack of enthusiasm in recruiting. Right. Wasn't even trying. Well, the one recruit came out and said, Harson, you talk to me. Yeah, standing right next to him, didn't ne- never said anything to me. Yeah, come on. Another guy talking about, you know, brothers on the team. He's like, I, I never had a face-to-face conversation with the man, and he's right down So there. my right, point like, is, is that if you are to believe that the effort in recruiting was that poor, just being in the mix for these athletes, because this is not something we were talking about last year during the recruiting cycle. We weren't talking about being in the mix for these big-time recruits. You know, they were getting their guys, and, and, and it was being said nationally and on this show, you are not going to outdevelop Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Yeah. You need guys. You need Jimmys and Joes on the field that can compete because Saban does not have to be the best on-field coach. When he gets five-star athletes that can just step in and play the game like they were born to do it. Some guys need to be coached up. Some guys were born that guy. Right. Saban has had a collection of guys who were born that guy since 2007. Yep. Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, Calvin Ridley. It's so easy to name these guys. <laughs> Bryce Young, just that dude. The heir right. of parents. Matt Jones, grown in the program. Tua. You got to go. Uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, you got to go out and you got to get these guys. That's the only way you're going to compete with them. Yeah, the only way to make it happen in this new era, well, I mean, it's always been the case, is to have the talent. It, but it, especially now in a situation where these young men have the ability to go wherever they want to go and be able to get paid to do that sort That's of thing, right. it's an arms race right now. And you've got to be out there competing in that kind of way, not just with 
your coaching prowess, because to your point, you can't out scheme everybody out here in this league. Listen, we want to hear your thoughts on all this stuff. We're going to talk more about this tonight after this young man commits. But let's get more to the point of the conversation of today. And we're going to talk about the fact that Mm. Vanderbilt decided. Mm. I don't know when. I don't know why, but they decided the homecoming game this year was going to be the Auburn game. My question to you, Mike G. Yes. Should Auburn be feel disrespected? Uh, this? I wish we had a and, graphic. And just yeah, just for context, this is oh, this there is we the go. schedule. <laughs> Asking you, this is the me. schedule. <laughs> yeah, this is the me. schedule for Vanderbilt this year. Um, should Auburn feel disrespected that they are the home? I don't know why I have Florida with the at in the middle of the thing. I screw that up completely, but uh. <laughs> uh look it's not gonna be it's not gonna be georgia right, right like they're not gonna play yeah there. right they're at florida so very much when yeah, they're, they're at, at florida them. right okay yeah. so let's talk about the schedule for a second yeah and initially i was super like wait what auburn that's right. that's that's your homecoming game look at their november slate Ole miss auburn south carolina Tennessee. it's a pretty tough november slate it is a tough november slate if you were trying to pick a look at the away games, though, so it wasn't going to be Wake Forest or UNLV. Obviously, it's not going to be Florida. It's not going to be any of these games labeled away. So when you right. start to look at the schedule, what were the home game options? Is Hawaii right. neutral site? Uh, actually, I think it is. I think Hawaii might be neutral site. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm not sure actually. Uh, uh, hold on, I can tell you. Keep keep talking. I'll look it up. But Alabama and A and M. Does it make sense? No, to it's have, actually a home game. It's home game. It's, okay. at, it's 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 in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. So Alabama and A&M, I don't know how much sense it makes to do homecoming one of the first two games of the year. Right. So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that's the reasoning. It's not Hawaii or Alabama A&M. Um, I personally feel like Missouri probably would have been a better candidate for homecoming. Because your season is probably still on the rails at that point. You know, maybe you beat AM, Hawaii, UNLV. Maybe you're 4 0. Come on, stretch a 3 and 1. Kentucky might have been, uh, you know, a little iffy, right? You definitely are not picking Georgia. Right. Uh, and then that all that leaves is Auburn after that. So if you can't do it the first two weeks, then it's week, weeks five and six in Auburn right. that you have to look at. <laughs> there are only three candidates for this homecoming. So did they draw straws and say, "Eh, Auburn's got a new coach. All these other teams have continuity. Let's do this one. It's the the only one that's not in the division, right? Right. Yeah. uh, Missouri and Kentucky are divisional opponents. Do you want to disrespect the divisional opponent and do that? Like, yeah, it's tough. It's definitely a tough. (laughs) I was less mad after I looked at their schedule. I was like, they had to pick somebody. But still, like. It still was, uh, I don't know, man. If you had to pick, you know, late, late, middle, mid to late in the season is when you have homecoming. Start, yeah. Certainly not doing early in the season. Uh, so, yeah, it, over the back, over the last seven weeks, you have four home games and a bye week. I'm sorry, four away games and a bye week. Right. Over the last seven weeks, you have five weeks that are ineligible. And one that is, is Georgia. <laughs> right. That's how Auburn ended up their homecoming game. Correct. That's how Auburn ended up their homecoming game. I, I <laughs> Again, when I first saw it, I was like, the disrespect. <laughs> and then a cooler heads prevailed, and I went back, and I was like, okay, Auburn is the obvious choice here because you're definitely not picking Georgia. 
Yeah, the only other, in my opinion, logical choice would be to have your homecoming way too early in the season, like week two. Right, right, right. You have right. to go Alabama A&M is homecoming, and it's the second week of the season. Actually, the, the third week of the college football season, second week, actually, of college football season, because Hawaii is week zero, mm-hmm. and then week one is, or actually week one of the season would be A&M. So, it's, they, they were in a difficult spot, you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I get it. I, I don't I don't know what else you want to do there because again the the rest of the home games that are on the back half of your schedule are divisional opponents and that just feels a little weird to have a divisional opponent as home uh, as your homecoming but I don't know I, mean, I would I might would have went to with, with Missouri yeah I'm telling you <laughs> I, I, I might go with Missouri as well too I mean listen I know their defense is expected to be good but like um, their offense is iffy, man. Auburn won that game last year. They've literally fumbled the game away. I, I, it would be personally, I would have gone with Missouri. Kentucky would have been a tough draw. And like I said, if you're not going to do it the first two weeks of the season, because that may not make any sense. I, I don't know the history between uh, behind teams like making the first one or two weeks of the season their homecoming. Yeah, I don't know how often that happens. I just assume that's not something you kick the season off with. Right. So, you know, there you go. Missouri sitting right there midseason. They would have been a better candidate, I think, than Auburn um, because, I mean, it could just be a whole disaster. Like, what if Auburn is like seven and, you know, three going into that game or, or seven and, and, and two going into that game? Right. Those are crazy is happening with Auburn. And you pick that ahead of time. Now, get, I get the reasons. The reasons would be sound. New coach, new system. Uh, uh, you know, a lot in flux at Auburn and you got continuity at the other two programs that we say were. If you add in the fact that you mentioned these are divisional games, Kentucky and Missouri for him. Interdivision games in the last year of divisions in the SEC. You don't want to make a divisional mm-hmm. opponent homecoming because, you know, I don't know, like according to some media members, right? <laughs> they could win the conference. So uh, it's a uh, but because realistically, we know there's no chance of them winning the conference. Uh, I just think I feel like Missouri would have been a better pick. Yeah, this is a tough schedule, though. If you think of look at these away games, man. I mean, this is a tough schedule. That, that November slate stands out to me. And yeah. if they had if they had been lucky enough to get Florida at home, I, that probably would have been a good candidate for a homecoming as well. That would have been very interesting. I don't know that anybody who is a P five or an SEC opponent wouldn't feel disrespect though being. Yeah. Chosen as the homecoming opponent because homecoming is supposed to be like your, you know, sing like is it is that senior day too? Oh, it is senior, yeah, day. senior day. That's the last. Oh man, mm. golly, that's not. I mean, you're supposed to sing your seniors out with like easy thing. You know, you're gonna play all the guys who never got a chance to play type of thing, and you recognize everybody who's gonna be suiting up for their last time. If Auburn is good. And absolutely smacks Vanderbilt for their homecoming. This is going to feel terrible for those seniors. Right. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be a good feeling. It's not going to be a good feeling. Um, it's not going to be one of those things where, you know, you look at it and you think, oh, but then was there a good, was there a good choice here? Yeah, there's not. I mean, there, there's the, because they have their non-con so early in the season, there wasn't a good choice. Right. Right. Yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know that there was a good choice here. Right. Um, it was, it's just tough. It was a tough decision. But again, you only had three candidates that were realistic 
And um, you're not going to do it early in the season. You got two divisional opponents this season. Then you got Auburn sitting there at the end of the season with a lot in flux and nobody knows what Auburn is. It's kind of like when you schedule these non-conference games, you do that in advance. But you do that a lot of times before you know what those teams are. Like at the time, it looks like a good game. You know, when they scheduled Cal, you got to think they were thinking, oh, this is going to be a marquee opponent against a good Pac-10 team. But those 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 games get scaled so far in advance, you don't know what those teams are going to be. And at least with this, you have some recent data, like you're picking it at a point where you have enough data. And the data says that Auburn, although still disrespectful, may have been the best of the three choices that they had, realistic choices that they had. You know, yeah. but it's Vandy. It doesn't matter. They could have picked week nine and I probably would have been okay with it. Um, <laughs> but guaranteed to win this week. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I hope that, that, that our guys take it as disrespect just because I want them to be fired. Yeah, like, they should. Elijah McAllister coming back home. He gets that. Yeah, look at it this way. Elijah McAllister gets to experience Vandy's homecoming and senior day, even though he's going to be on the opposite sideline. They should honor Elijah while he's there. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how's Elijah going to feel? He's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. How's he going to feel about Vandy picking him as homecoming? I, you know, I think maybe we'll get his thoughts on this around a fire pit. We'll, we'll try to see if we can do that. Yeah. You guys. yeah. See we'll how you feel about, about it around the fire pit. Yeah. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. We're going to start with a super chat here from Cleveland Brown. Appreciate the super chat. Mm -hmm. He says, we get to throw toilet paper without consequence after wins. I get the hate. Speaking of why, other fan bases get upset at the joy that Auburn fans have. It's 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 the joy of throwing toilet paper at inanimate objects for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that we just beat your school in whatever sport. Hey, listen, if you want to be mad, be mad. Be mad. Just stay away from our trees. Hide <laughs> the trees. Yeah. Hide the trees. That's so, uh Daniel Owen jumps in, gives us a little chat here, says, don't worry about Vandy being butt hurt. They just mad. Elijah McAllister dropped them for the good guys. They are not. Listen, I can tell Clark Lee. Uh I don't know if I'd say he felt the way, but he definitely misses the leadership that Elijah McCallum. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they lost a leader. They lost a leader and a good guy. And that's all it boils down to. Uh, you know, ask Elijah McAllister about his teammates. Listen to the fireside chats, see what the wide receivers had to say about him as a leader. He is definitely an addition to Auburn's locker room. You know, as a player, we'll see how he does on the field, but certainly it helps to have guys like that in the locker room who are at least you know, average to better than average players, but also good locker room guys, somebody who will come in and galvanize the locker room and put everybody in a winning teamwork mindset. Say that again right. for the people in the back. It helps get everybody in a winning teamwork mindset. You know, when a young guy, you know, gets upset about something on the field, Elijah McAllister is going to be that dude who grabs him and says, get your head in the game. We got yeah. ball left to play, right? You know, put that out of your mind. He's going to be that guy for Hugh Freeze. 
And, you know, those things don't still show up on a stat sheet. Like, they don't show up on a stat sheet. So, Elijah, love him. Looking forward to seeing what he provides to that locker room. Chris S. jumps in and says, let's hang 65 on him. Speaking of Vanderbilt. 65. 65. Yeah. I'd love to. I see this sentiment a lot on Twitter. <laughs> we posted about this. People are just like, I hope we drop 40 to 70 on them. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, 70 would be cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, 40 would be great uh, yeah. for an Auburn offense that has not gotten near 40 a whole lot. <laughs> as long as we're only giving up 39, then 40 is perfect. Hey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That math mass. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Auburn Dad for Life says, so on Riddick, I said this since he was going to Big Cat. He's either not committing or either going to commit to Bama and cancel his Big Cat visit. Uh, he'll or he'll pick up, pick Auburn and go to Big Cat. I hope it is the last or the latter of those two. This would be one of the um, greatest trolls of all time, man. If he if he if he if he doesn't cancel the Big Cat and then shows up, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he commits mm-hmm. to Bama and then like somehow still goes. I mean, obviously nothing's final until December, right? He said that when he whenever he commits, he's done. But again, yeah, it's kind of weird because he is committed already. And now he's making another commitment that is supposed to be his final commitment before. Again, I find it difficult to get excited about any of this stuff uh, until they actually sign officially the commitment Mm -hmm. to me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Cool. It feels good because you see the recruiting ranking go up and you know, you won some that, but until they sign, it ain't over. Yeah. What do you do? Right. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, this has got to be one of those things where, um, uh, you've got to close and you've got to close early on these kids because once they turn their attention to their senior season, I can't imagine there's not going to be a lot of waffling if they want to get into spring camp, spring camp. They won't play spring ball wherever they're going. And trust me, I these guys know the huge advantage it is to play in the spring. You don't think Payne Thorne wish he had in the spring here? Right. If he was going to leave Michigan State anyway, I bet you there's part of him saying, man, I should just jump right after the season. I bet this part was like, man, I should have just got in the portal and got on the Hugh Freeze train and gone through fall uh, spring spring ball with my former teammates. Now, here you are. Chris Todd has talked about this as a guy who, a former Auburn QB who won a, a starting job missing the spring. It's difficult. And I've said this. I said this on a couple segments. I'll say it again, man. It, uh, I know I've said I expect him to start, but I don't want to pretend like he doesn't have ground to make up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of ground to make up. And what helps him is his former P5 experience, you know, which is why they brought him in primarily. If he didn't have as much starting experience as he did, uh, what's his his record is 16 and 10 as a starter, mm-hmm. right? Now, they went 11 and 2 in year one. Right? So that's how bad year two went. It was, yeah, I mean, they won five games. So he went from 11 wins to 16 wins. Yikes, man. You know, he's got ground to make up. I mean, he's still a relatively young player. I, you know, I don't know that I would call it like a season, like a super season vet. He had one good season, one bad season. And he played with a first round draft pick that first season. Yeah. You know, uh, what do they need from Peyton Thorne this year if he's the starter? Because what they need from him, I don't think is what they're going to need from Robbie. No, it'll be two drastically different things. And mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about that tonight when we get into the midweek report mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, because uh, the the rumblings about the two QB system is something that we will definitely need to discuss. So we'll discuss 100%. that tonight. 
Uh, Daniel Moultrie says Vandy is giving us bulletin board material. We gonna whoop that Commodore booty. Here's 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 what I will say about this, right? Um, you hope shout out to uh, JG Tate Commodore, by the way. That's not about you. So, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you're in a place where you don't need bulletin board material for Vandy. Hopefully, that's the direction that Hugh Freeze is taking the program. But in year one, to take all the bulletin board material you can get, anything that gets the guys. Well, maybe not bulletin board material for the win, but a little extra motivation to to come off the top rope with that. Uh, that's right. That's right. To make it convincing, because let's yeah. be let's be real. There are wins that feel like losses. Missouri was one of them. Missouri last year, one hundred percent. Nobody was like excited after Missouri, and so what you don't want to yeah. do is you don't play Vandy and then come away like, eh, maybe we're not that good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like we won, but especially yeah. late in the season. When your right. team should be coming together and you have no excuses about, yo, hey, we're just we're just learning that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. By that point, by November, it needs to be together. And I think that Hugh Freeze understands that that timeline is is faster. He said it at media days. He asked for patience again at media days. You know, it's going to take me some time to get the guys in here to compete with these dudes. Give me some time. Uh, Sanford jumps in, says, "Can't wait to disrespect Vandy in their house." In their house. It's not exactly an intimidating environment. As a matter of fact, it's like, I mean, have you ever been there? (laughs) Stays not that impressive. Right. Yeah, I'd be be shocked if there weren't equal to or more Auburn fans in their stadium than there will be Vanderbilt fans, even with it being homecoming. Right. Facts. Facts. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting, I think, man, just kind of see, you know, how this all uh, plays out. But, um, yeah, Vandy is not an intimidating environment. Like you just got to go in and, and you got to handle business. Um, you've got superior athletes, the recruiting rankings, despite even the deficiencies in recruiting that we've noted over the last four years, uh, Auburn still has superior athletes and, you, and they should have a superior coach. Um, it's on the road, but it's not an intimidating environment. Go in there and win this one. They can't beat Vandy, man. I'm telling you, um, my, my outlook for, Year two will be different, mm. right? Um, I, I guess my my expectations on the timeline for year two will be different. It's a game; mm. you, it's just a game you got to win, and I don't care if it's year one. He's got enough good athletes, and if you evaluate, if you're better at evaluating than the last two coaches. It's just a game you should be able to win, right? Their their over under was like a two and a half last year. I think it's at like. Three and a half this year, maybe. Come on. Uh, three and a half. Yeah. Three, three and a half. Right. Yeah. So, like, you cannot be one of those that contributes to the over on Vandy. You just can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> come on. Come on, man. <laughs> let, let those first, let, let them get those uh, three wins early in the yep. season and then go beat Missouri and then coast into the rest of Can the Can we agree it hits different in November, too? It just kind of hits different in November. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. Haley jumps in and says, Vandy is drunk. Clearly, y'all just need to go in and handle business. Haley said, Vandy has a drinking problem. I agree. Hey, I mean, listen, <laughs> uh, they have a lot of whiskey uh, distilleries in the state of Tennessee. So maybe Vanderbilt is sampling the moonshine from the local wares. Right, right. Uh, Adarius Pugh says, I'll definitely be making the trip to watch us stomp Vandy on their homecoming. Right. All right. I'm looking forward to heading up there for that game as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a better experience than uh, when I went up there for the basketball game. Daniel Moultrie says, also, there's no Titans game the next day either. 
So that'll be the biggest thing going on that weekend in Nashville. Interesting. Uh, I just went, uh, well, you obviously were just in Nashville for media day. Yeah. And they had a media event at the uh, stadium, mm-hmm. at Nissan Stadium, right? Nissan Stadium. The Nissan Stadium. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a cool pull up to that stadium. Uh, they're tearing it down and they're building another one like right next to it. Uh, but, yeah. you know, Nashville is a great city. If you haven't been, highly recommend it. Um, the Titans are a big deal there. Uh, you know, outside of Vandy, uh, actually, I'm a little bit of a Titans rooter for a guy, right? Like, I like seeing them. No love for him. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. Hard, hardcore 49ers fan uh, yeah. here uh, to my left. But, um, it's uh, it's it's a cool city, man. Too bad Vanderbilt didn't get any of that coolness. <laughs> they got good grades. Uh, I'm about to say they have a they have a good it, the university itself. Great, their mm-hmm. sports and a, their athletics. Yeah. Uh, baseball's good. They have a good baseball team. Auburn Dad says, "No offense to Vandy, but I want us to mercy rule them. If there were a mercy rule in football, then I would be in favor of this for sure." Yeah, facts, facts. Mercy rule, I think, is what most people are going to be like. Listen, you got to be. Big boys, like if you're a big boy, you beat little boys, right? All day long, right? You stomp them into the ground, you hurt their feelings, you take their candy, take all their lunch money, right? And then you go hang out with their mom. That's what happens when you're a big boy, <laughs> right? So, you know, at the end of the day, Vandy is a little boy. Auburn should be a big boy. Hugh Freeze needs to be bringing big boy football back to Auburn University. I wanted to continue that metaphor and figure out who's Vandy's mom, but I just couldn't figure out who that was going to be in that moment. Sorry. SMT jumps in and says, Vandy with the last three of four on the road. Dang, not a kind schedule. It is a rough schedule. I will say that. It is a rough schedule. They they end their season in a very difficult way. That's why I have more understanding for why they chose Auburn, right, as homecoming. There There weren't a lot of good choices, first and foremost. There weren't some good choices. Unless you were just going to say, screw it, we'll do it. Week two <laughs> against Alabama A&M. Yeah, and which that early in the season having homecoming again, I don't know what the precedent on something like that would be, but it, that would feel very weird mm-hmm. to have your homecoming game. That or I, I believe actually Auburn had a homecoming super early in the year one year. And I was just like, but season just started. Why are we having homecoming? Right, it's right. like week three or four or something crazy like that. I don't know. Um, P-Pass jumps in and says, football to avenge both baseball and basketball teams. We need it. Tired of losing to Vandy and stuff, man. Tired it's of losing to Vandy. Mm. Again, I was at that stupid basketball game. We had the game one and let them. Well, we were, I mean, we were actually losing for the majority of the game, but we had come back to a place where we should have won that game and lost it. Baseball, they had a better baseball team. I'm not mad at them with winning with a better team than baseball, but they did not have the better basketball team. They won that game. And we were at Vandy's um, arena for that. Can't have a repeat football season going into Vandy losing at their spot. Can't do it. Right. Right. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Can't happen. That's it, man. Uh, we're going to get out of here until yeah. the next time. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle.